You're listening to Podcateers. Welcome to episode 498 of Podcateers. Happy New Year, everyone. In this episode, we talk about Steamboat Willie entering the public domain. Gravity Falls fans were treated to a holiday surprise by Alex Hirsch. Pirates of the Caribbean joins the Genie Plus lineup. And a Dreamlight Valley glitch has the community split. We'd love for you to join the conversation on our social networks, including Instagram and Facebook, but we invite you to join us on Discord. Joining the community is super simple. Just head on over to podcateers.com slash links and click on the Discord button to join the community. A very special thank you goes out to an awesome group of listeners known as the FGP Squad, our podcast fairy godparents, because it's their support via Patreon that help make these episodes of Podcateers possible. As part of the FGP Squad family, you get some additional perks like exclusive discount codes for new Podcateers gear, additional content that we upload to Patreon, access to our happy hour calls when we get an opportunity to do those, random giveaways, and more. For more information on how you can become part of the FGP Squad family, we invite you to check out podcateers.com FGP. And of course, as always, a super special thank you goes out to the FGP Squad for their continued support. So that's it. That is going to wrap up the intro. But of course, if this is your first time hanging out with us, welcome. We hope that you enjoy the episode and that you come back for more. And of course, if you've been hanging with us for a while, welcome back, friends. Here is episode 498 of Podcateers. Is that how that song goes? Yeah. It's that's, the new That's what it says. Yeah. May all the tacos be eaten and uh, I don't know. That and let them be tasty. Why is that a new year like I should look up that song has the like weirdest name on the planet. Yep. I still it don't does. know any of the lyrics uh, cuz I, I just don't know. Let's really, see. the the important part is when they talk about eating the tacos at the end. Uh, yes. Once you're done, you celebrate. Uh, I guess it really depends on where you end up, right? Because you could end up with tacos. You could end up with tamales. You could end up with uh, pozole. You could end up with, I don't know, you might end up at the Denny's or something, eating a burger or a Moons Over Miami for all I know. Sounds uh, good. You, you, just, <laughs> you never know. <laughs> where you're going to end up. Hey, I don't know if we talked about this on the podcast. I'm I'm sorry to bring it up. I should have asked you before the podcast. But remember you were like going to go try that taco place or you're going to go to that taco place downtown because you're like, I'm going to be downtown. Well, so yeah. Did so you you're get a chance to go? So we were talking about tacos. I was kind of saying, oh, man, I don't really want to go do this show that I have to work on downtown. It's just a long drive. It's, you know, it's like, you know, 35, 40 minutes. I got to pay for parking when I'm down there. Yada, yada, yada. But then Hazen goes, well, is there tacos, good tacos anywhere close? And I said, well, right across the street, there's a taco shop. I thought, okay, you know, that that makes it all worth it then. I'm like, all right, so I'll look forward to tacos. 
So <clears throat> today was my first day down there uh, for a full day. And I'm like, okay, it's getting to be lunchtime. I'll go walk across the street. And it like dark inside. I was like, oh, did they like change their hours or something? And so I look it up on Google and it goes, permanently closed. <gasps> What? Um, yeah, so uh, the the Chondo's Tacos on the corner of Fifteenth uh, and H in Sacramento apparently is permanently closed. I haven't been down there in quite a while, so I had no idea. Boo! Um, yeah. Um, What'd you do they, about tacos then? I just didn't get tacos. Aww. I just Sorry, waited, man. and then I left early, and I got in and out. Okay, not bad. <laughs> um. But it's funny because I was walking over there. I should have took it, taken a picture. I'll be back tomorrow. Um, but they have these like big like mural stencil kind of things of like people. It's like the building's orange, and then these are like like black kind of like silhouette-y, you know, but more detailed than the silhouette. I don't know what to call it. But anyway, of people. I don't know who these people are. Maybe if I take the picture, somebody will know. But somebody, since they're closed has taken those giant googly eyes and put them on one of the guys um <laughs> on the so, mural yeah so it's like just like a lady and then like a guy and then like this other guy and he's just got googly eyes um That's so i'm gonna best. have to put that in discord or something this is very silly look i don't i i'm i'm not about vandalism right but googly eyes like make so many things better I saw, this was months ago, uh, I don't know if they got in trouble for it or anything, but I saw somebody was going into like a Target or like a craft store or something like that and they were randomly putting googly eyes <laughs> on like utensils and like just different things so that when people went to look at the thing that was on display, it just had these like googly eyes on it. It was like the mm-hmm. best Make I see a lot of better. people on, uh, you know, doing videos and they have googly eyes on like their vacuum or their paper shredder or their like um, uh, a lot of the time it's a, uh, a planer, a wood planer or something. Anything that you can like feed something into, they put googly eyes on and I think those are quite funny. I think there's a lady that has like put googly eyes on her... Um, Venus flytrap. Whoa. <laughs> That's cool. Oh, man. Maybe we should. I mean, we're going to be talking about it later on in the episode, but maybe we should do a steamboat wheelie with googly eyes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that would be our contribution to the madness. Uh, the steamboat wheelie situation, <laughs> madness, and, and uh, googly eyes. Mm-hmm. Hey, happy 2024. Yeah. It's a brand new year. It seems uh, very similar to last year. We're just a few days in, and I had heard somebody uh, on TikTok, don't you know, say something uh, along the lines of, because of how the last several years have gone, they want 2024 to just be like plain oatmeal 2024. (laughs) They just want a plain oatmeal year. I'm like, you know what? That seems good. I would love a plain oatmeal year. Yeah, that would be just just dandy. Can we can we can we do that? And then I started seeing reports of everything that's going on. I was like, nope, I'm out. <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> I don't know why it made me think of it, but so if you've seen the Blues Brothers, the movie, um, they go into the restaurant and uh, Dan Aykroyd's character he orders 
dry white toast. And they go, do you want butter on that toast? No, ma'am. Play it, you know, dry white toast. And it's like, you know, that just reminds me of, of you know, plain oatmeal. But then uh, uh, John Belushi's character orders four fried chickens and a Coke. So uh, maybe that's how the year is going. Instead of plain white toast, we have four fried chickens and a Coke. A little more complicated. I mean, if I had fried chicken from Plaza Inn right now, I'd be, like, pretty <laughs> stoked. So maybe... Did you know that Plaza Inn has to-go plates? What? I did not. <laughs> what? You can order the chicken to-go. Oh, why couldn't they do this earlier? <laughs> that would have I mean, been look, nice. I, it's prob- I'm probably thinking about this because I just haven't eaten dinner and I'm hungry. Oh. And I'm like several hours past feeding time so like my stomach's like there's a rumbly in my tumbly and you know i that's what i'm thinking about the tacos and the chicken and all that stuff right now so needless to say i'm gonna be eating after this (laughs) i don't know what i'm gonna be eating something (laughs) maybe plain oatmeal just to get it over with just to (laughs) help the year along i don't brown sugar (laughs) no strawberries nothing just plain hey Listen, plain oatmeal is one of the things that doesn't totally wreck me right now. So maybe I should. Maybe that's what I should eat. Maybe. Yeah. Uh, All right. Well, first of all, before we jump into anything, I just want to say thank you to everyone out there listening. Because as some of you know, we were running into some tech issues the last couple of weeks. And we really appreciate your patience as we kind of work through them. Uh, I was happy to see that people were happy that we ended up releasing the Fat Cat Swinger episode because we love Fat Cat Swinger. You know, they're just happy and upbeat, and it was a great performance. That one was from a few years ago, but for me, it's so relevant. I keep listening to that music all the time. It just makes me happy. So uh, thank you for the messages, and thanks for the comments on those. Um But yeah, thank you so much for your patience as we were working through uh, some of that. Um, In that time frame, there was something that happened that I like. I mean, I freaked out. I uh, look. I just honestly, I just freaked out. I just didn't know how to handle it. Alex Hirsch, that name might be familiar to many of you. Some of you may know him because uh, we've mentioned him on the podcast. Some of you may know him because you're also fans of Gravity Falls. All of a sudden, one of the accounts that he manages just wasn't dormant anymore. It hadn't posted in years, and all of a sudden, there was a post that was seemingly teasing a return. And um, before we knew it, he was posting about a brand new book featuring Bill Cipher. So all these years after Gravity Falls has been, I'm going to say it, it was canceled. It was canceled by Disney. We're getting new content from Alex Hirsch directly. It's a brand new book called The Book of Bill. It's going to be released, I want to say May or June. I I don't remember. July. Uh, Oh, July 23rd. July 23rd is the release date. I just looked it up. Uh, I mean, look, I own Journal 3. 
And if you're a fan of the show, if you've seen Journal 3, it is such a cool companion piece. This book of Bill, though, imagine it's designed in such a way like it's got it's all black. It's got like a red like imprint of Bill on the top. It feels like the dark hold of Gravity Falls. Yep. That I mean, that's what it that's what it just looks like to me. So. Needless to say, I pre-ordered it. I got mine through <laughs> Barnes and Noble. Nice. I nice, was a nice. little, I was a little too late oh, to get no. the signed copy. Yeah, I was a little too late to get the signed copy, but I was on time to get the special edition that Barnes and Noble was selling because they had two versions. They have like one that's got um, like a gold something or other on it. It's like the their special edition and then the standard edition which is all black and like the red book of bill like with bill cipher on it so (laughs) (laughs) so i need to clarify i wasn't laughing at you i was laughing at the fact that i am not surprised that you you went ahead and pre-ordered it like i'm listening and i'm like talking about i'm like okay i'm like is he gonna wait till july no i was like let me see and then you're like i already pre-ordered i was like that's why I laughed. <laughs> yeah. No. What if it was, you know, it's called the book of Bill, but what if it was just a book about different bills? I don't like, even care. Bill, <laughs> it's like, got Bill Cipher on it. Yeah, but what if it's like the book of Bill and it's like, you know, Bill, uh, Billy the Kid and Billy Hill and the Hillbillies. Aww. I guess these are Billies and not Bill. Bill, Bill, uh, Bill, bo- Bill, 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 Bootstrap Bill. Oh, wow. Uh, uh, you know what? That's fine. Billy fine. Butcherson from uh, Hocus Pocus. <laughs> Buffalo <Billy> Bill. <laughs> like all these know. random pictures and he's like <laughs> in the background photo. Like Billy Madison. <laughs> Funny bombing all of them. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be funny. Beta you know Ray what? Bill. You know, if anybody bills. was going to, if anybody was going to pull off a book about bills using photobombs of Bill Cipher, it would be Alex Hirsch. What about I, the I'm just a Bill I would guy? Just be happy. I'm just a Bill. Oh, the school, the schoolhouse Hill. rock. Yeah. <laughs> yes, that's a different page kind of two. Bill. But that's, you know, another Bill. Oh, that's funny. I had to look it up because I I couldn't remember exactly what the difference was, but I was right. So the general hardcover is all black and it's got like a picture of Bill Cipher. It says the book of Bill right underneath it. It's all red, but the Barnes and Noble exclusive is a black cover with a gold Bill Cipher on it. And the, the text on the bottom that says the book of Bill is also gold underneath him. Uh, they were the same price to pre-order them. So to get the exclusive just kind of was a no-brainer. You know you're going to buy the other of one course. at some point. Of course. I, I, wouldn't I don't you. know. <laughs> I, it depends. It depends. Like, there's certain things that... So this book is actually rated for adults. And that's yeah. kind of what excites me about it. Because Journal 3 was... It, it wasn't labeled for adults, but it was very kid-friendly. And so when my son, my youngest, who's also really into Gravity Falls, started getting into the show, I bought him his own copy of Journal 3. 
because I didn't want like him like messing up mine or like getting like Cheeto dust all over my pages <laughs> yeah. or like popcorn grease or anything, right? So I got him his own copy. And so I'm thinking that depending on what the content of the Book of Bill is, I might end up getting him the regular edition. Uh, unless the price changes. Um, I don't know. Maybe I'll get him the special edition. But I don't know. If I did buy the other one, I guess I could use the regular and just keep the other one as a collectible. But we'll see. Right now, I'm just happy that I got one of them. Kind of bummed they didn't get the signed copy. But I, I'm just glad I got one of them. Nice. Because I'm just like, I'm so excited. I just want to be July already. I want my book. <laughs> so... That's coming. Uh, I'm hoping that, you know, this is a lead-in to other content. I'm hoping that this is a lead-in to, like, him reviving Gravity Falls and, like, Netflix picking it up or something or, like, uh, a well, show that's like a, yeah. based on Bill Cipher on Netflix. I don't know. Who knows? I don't know it if looks Disney like would just, like, go printed, on the property, though. Yeah, it looks like it's printed by Disney Books. Yeah, and I, I don't know what happened. Right. I mean, yeah. obviously something could have somebody could have opened talks to fix a lot of the problems because he's been fairly vocal about a lot of the issues that he had and why he left Disney and, you know, when they canceled Gravity Falls and everything. So time heals all pain, I guess. Um, Enough if we, money will make you do anything. I'm sure. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> I mean, look. For the wrestling fans out there, CM Punk is back in the WWE after 10 years. Whoa. He made up with the company and he's now being like, you know, paraded around to be the main event for this year's WrestleMania. So if CM Punk can make good with the WWE, I'm sure Alex Hirsch can make good with Disney at some point. And like you said, maybe there was just a wad of cash that they said, hey, look. You see this like Bill Cipher shaped pyramid of money? Would you like it to make a book of Bill? And then Alex was like, I like it. And then um, they made a book. I mean, who knows? That's a dramatization. I don't know that, that, if that's how it went down or not. But, you know. I don't know. I'm Maybe looking on his Wikipedia page and it says Untitled Alex Hirsch Project for uh, Netflix. Ooh. What Boom. could it be? Boom. What See? could it be? <laughs> See? There it is. All right. Well, we'll keep you posted, all you Gravity Falls fans out there. Uh, the book is still available to pre-order. I'm not sure what other stores have it, but Barnes & Noble does have it available. I was just on their site, and both the Barnes & Noble exclusive and the standard edition are available for purchase at this point. Um, I guess... It makes sense that they're both still available, right? Because they'll probably do these pre-orders for the next couple of months. And then once they know how many they possibly have to print, then they'll cut off pre-orders and then they'll print everything, right? Does that yeah. th does that seem like a pretty common timeline for something like that? I don't know how I book publishing works, so... I mean, usually they, yeah, I don't know. But I just found this, Hazen. I was digging through stuff. I, according to the Alex Hirsch Twitter... It says, are you a fan of bells, whistles, perhaps? The pre-order of the Barnes & Noble exclusive version of Book of Bill with 16 extra horrible pages that you will regret reading immediately. So there is a difference between the, the Barnes & Noble exclusive and the other than the red 
and the nope, gold. Nope, I will not regret any minute of that. You will not. But you you, <laughs> I bought, will you not. got the you got the good one by getting the sixteen extra pages. That's awesome. Sixteen. Okay. Pages. Well, there you go. Oh man, was that's it? so cool. Oh, it looks like the. I'm just doing a timeline. He posted that announcement on December fifteenth at eight twenty eight a.m. And by December 15th at 1.28 p.m., the autographed ones were all sold out already. Oh, I wow. didn't find out about it till like 8 p.m. that day. Yeah, it was sold out within like four hours. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> I mean, I, ah, God. But if somebody asks, is it autographed by you? And he says, it's actually autographed by a tiny caterpillar who learned to read and write, and we gave him... Uh, this as a gesture. We're proud of him. Damn it, I missed the Caterpillar <laughs> autograph. Yep, oh. you missed it, Hazen. Damn it. <clears throat> yeah, you know, the only problem, I guess, for me was that he made the announcement on, on Twitter or X or whatever mm, it's The artist formerly known as Twitter. The <laughs> artist formerly known as Twitter. Because I just, I don't like the platform, right? I haven't really yeah. right. been on it for a long time. Like, we have an account and everything, and I have it primarily because at first we were like tweeting out our episodes and everything, but we never really built a like a following or anything on Twitter. So we just kind of let it sit there. And uh, like I occasionally open it up because somebody will say, oh, like somebody like tweeted this. It, like what is it called now? Somebody Xed post. this or somebody they posted z- and it was just they just changed it and just made it post oh, oh it's that's stupid. dumb that's <laughs> dumb uh regardless i don't really frequent the platform like if he had posted on twitter or on um on tiktok i would have known like three seconds he after would. he posted yeah, yeah i would have known immediately uh, if it was on Instagram, I would have probably known like a month from now because that's how mm-hmm. Instagram works. It yep. just tells you like, hey, remember last month? This person you follow posted this. So, yeah, TikTok, I would have known three seconds in. Instagram, I would have known about a month in. Threads, I would have known probably within the hour because Mel loves threads. So if you're not following <laughs> Mel, make sure you follow Mel on threads. Thank you. Uh I, she would have like sent me the message and been like, "Hey, Alex Hirsch just posted this like immediately, right?" So within the hour, I would have known. So, uh, and then Facebook is like, is that still a thing? Is, it, is Facebook still a thing for people? I'm kind on of, right? Facebook still because yeah. my favorite store is Facebook Marketplace. That's my favorite store. Um, I'm kidding. I, it's my favorite. It's my favorite store. I know Facebook <laughs> still exists. Well, no, but is it still a thing people use? Probably not much, but Facebook Marketplace is my favorite store. You know, I have I to explore so Facebook Marketplace. It's my favorite store. After you told me people have some like crazy deals on there uh, for things that they're getting rid of, I figured that might be where I go to search for like furniture and stuff. Yeah, I've gotten so much stuff for free. Yeah, because I've been trying to figure out like what my setup is gonna look like, you know, mm. so we can start doing like some more video later this year. And I just I need some like shelving and stuff like that, just to put up some like books and like my Funkos and stuff like that. But everything's so expensive, man. Even at IKEA where everything's disposable, like it's like four hundred dollars for a bookshelf. Mm-mm. You gotta get that Billy bookshelf. No. That's ninety nine. That's the one I'm talking about. <laughs> 
with like, yeah okay inflation got, dude this it's is like Billy. so ridiculously expensive so this shelf the people listening can't see this shelf that's a billy bookshelf that shelf that's a billy bookshelf i got them on facebook marketplace for free free billy bookshelf they give away for free all the time on facebook marketplace or like all ten dollars all the time let's see if i go on facebook right now Let's see what I can find when it comes to Billy Bookshelf. I'm so invested you know, in this. this is, this is great. <laughs> I want a free content. Billy Bookshelf, damn it. <laughs> I mean, let's see. Facebook Marketplace. Oh, they took, where is it? They took it. I'm on my browser. I don't usually go. Oh, I'm logged in as a business account. I need to be on my personal account. There it is. And they oh. are discontinuing it this year. So if I find any Rude. of the old ones, I guess it's good. That's probably why. I'm probably looking at the new design. Forty. Now you said free. That's fifty dollars. I know twenty-five. I'm still not free. (laughs) I guess what I should type is free. That would make sense. Bookshelf. All right. Well, while you look for a Billy bookshelf, I mean, this is an exciting uh, audio content. It can be. Some no, people know, might be really funny. obsessed Please. with Billy Bookshelves. Like me. I love Billy yeah. Bookshelves. Anyway, continue. Yeah. Listen, before, I know you're like a big like Billy Bookshelf, but I used to use the Ivar shelving system for like everything. The one that I have next to me right now is Ivar. Okay? Because yeah. I just loved how I could. Anyway. Oh, man. I don't even know how we went this deep into, like, Ikea talk. Well, we'll say non-sponsored. But we could be. (laughs) Yeah, we could be, though. I mean, we'll sell them Billy bookshelves and Ivar shelves all you want, Ikea. But throw in some of the meatballs. Those meatballs are good. Yes. And a Sflusion Hoogen and a Flarkskin. No, no, not those. No, come on, man. No, come on. This is a PG podcast, man. Come on, not that. Crumb plumper. No, dude, the PG podcast, man. Um, uh, so let's pivot away from that. Those, you don't know. Those could all be real things. You yeah, they are. Know. That's what I'm saying. PG podcast, man. Okay, Come on. I'm going to name minivan. Remember, you don't want to know about <laughs> the. I'm going to the IKEA website right now. Oh my gosh, new um, segment. <laughs> what about the? Ekrar, E K R A R. Nope, I just want meatballs. <laughs> or now. the I'm still hungry. Nisa Force, or the Miso Klips, soup. What? Klepstad, or the Bagabo. <laughs> nah, <laughs> I'll settle for the meatballs. But thanks. <laughs> or, or the the Tigilipolis. Hey, PG podcast is. man. PG. <laughs> what is this um, word? T-J-I-L-L-E-V-I-P-S. Exactly. That's like I, I'm gonna I'm just gonna say IKEA words throughout the show, but we can continue. It, I'm sorry, it, this made me laugh more than I thought it was gonna. <laughs> it means taco in Swedish. Well, supposedly they're like named after like mountains and streams and you know That's animals and stuff. No, that is but true. but why is there a it's thing a called Morbilang Langa? I don't know. 
But what I can't a, pronounce half said, of it. I just want meatballs. What about the Echidalin or the oh, Pintorp? Oh, that. Oh, you know what? You changed my mind. Maybe or that's the, the one I should get. Calyx. Those are the cubes. Hey, the calyx. Those are the cubes. Those actually those are, are very functional. Those are. They those they, are they made w- one thing that people buy all the time and named them something easy to say instead of the jockmuck. J o k k m o k k. I could do this. This could just be a whole show. It's going to be called right. the IKEA show. Well, you uh, you can do that. Let's move on to something We're else. We're going to move on. <laughs> talk about or something else that's not the 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 Wingstoppen or whatever. That was yes. I made that one up. Exactly. Okay. Uh, hey, so I finally started bringing Jack into my valley. Uh-huh. I want to talk some Dreamlight Valley. I'm like level nine with him. I. Didn't oh, I wanted to wow. give him the Sandy Claus suit right before Christmas so that I could decorate, set up a picture for Christmas and everything? Uh, because the weekly Dream Snap challenge was like a very festive, like holiday theme. And I don't know if either one of you has been doing Dream Snaps, but I have. Yeah, cool. What's your highest ranking so far? Oh, I don't remember. Um, I remember just getting, I've gotten like 900 Moonstone off of it. Cool. Yeah. yeah. So I'm kind of the same. Yeah. I've gotten a couple of 900s. One of them, I ranked a little higher. I got 1,200 moonstones out of it. Wow. I was pretty excited. Um, but I mean, look, if you're into the game, uh, a lot of the stuff that they're adding right now in the premium shop, if you don't want to spend real world money, I know we talked about going around every day and getting two or three of those little blue chess with the moonstones but the dream snaps are a really great way to start banking some of those moonstones because agreed you know if you even try a little bit like to decorate you can get anywhere from 400 to 900 moonstones you know obviously if you do a really great job you can get up to 4,000 moonstones just for winning the challenge that week uh, and as far as not spending real world money, that's a really great alternative to kind of keep you coming back to the game. So <clears throat> the reason I'm bringing it up right now is one, I wanted to get Jack to Sandy Claus, reach level 10, put him in that outfit. And I haven't finished the game. Uh, I started grinding to try to, uh, I'm on this quest now, uh, to, change as many characters to time benders as I can because when the game first started some of you listening that have been listening for a while might remember that for a while I was trying to be the the pumpkin king of Dreamlight Valley and so every time a new character would come on board I would make them a gardener so that I could do two things one I would like farm a bunch of pumpkins with them But because I was farming like up to a thousand pumpkins at a time in different uh, biomes, I was also leveling them up because gardening, you essentially get XP for your character for planting, for watering, you know, and then also for harvesting. So three times you were able to level them up and I was able to level a lot of them up to level 10 really quickly that way. The problem is that I ended up with pretty much all gardeners. Which, Mm. by the time I had a bunch of characters, was great. Because you know how the more of a specific character 
that can do the same thing you get more rewards so like if you're like if you're harvesting pumpkins you don't just get the one you get like the bonus pumpkins that come with like the character right by the time i had all those maxed out at 10 i would farm like a thousand pumpkins but would end up with like 2500 pumpkins from all the bonus stuff right so uh it was one-to-one if not more especially when i got like those additional 10 or whatever and so now grinding to change them over to time benders to try to get all of the items i need to be able to craft the new stuff on it on eternity isle and um you know to advance in the story man it is it's crazy there's three things in particular that are so hard to get and that is mini's bow when you're doing time bending it's uh, a dingle hopper and an ore for moana like those three things are so hard to get when you're time bending wait for reals yeah like for some reason like a pink bow yeah i have that and yeah but do you have 10 no but i I guess That's what I, I'm bl- saying. It's I like, must have blinked when you said that. <laughs> yeah. So like the rate. So okay. So in order, you know how when you they have the a way to create a manual that you gift to them and it mm-hmm. like changes what they're your buddy for, right? So my goal right now is uh, because Jack was my newest character. Uh, thankfully, I hadn't unlocked him. So when I did unlock him, I was able to immediately turn him into a time bender. Then Fairy Godmother hadn't been released from the pumpkin yet. And because I released her, I made her into a time bender. Nice. I was able to grind enough to get Maui assigned as a time bender. Okay. So my goal is to essentially turn everyone into a time bender so that they give me all sorts of gifts at the end. Yeah. But in order to create that manual, three things that you need are 10 pink bows 10 oars and 10 dingle hoppers okay and i have like three maybe of each one they just like they're so infrequent that it's such a pain to get them yeah now here's why i'm bringing all of this up okay okay multiplayer was just introduced into the game just a little under a month ago everybody's happy everybody's angry because we got multiplayer, but it wasn't what people were expecting. And, you know, it's just, it it is what it is, right? Mm -hmm. Remember in the Animal Crossing days when we were playing that, we would go to each other's islands and we would exchange gifts. Like, we would just drop them on the floor. We would, like, gift each other things and stuff like that. That's kind of what you can do in Dreamlight Valley right now. It's really limited. You can kind of go into each other's, like, houses the scrooge store all that stuff but there isn't much other stuff you can do like you can't gift each other clothes you can't any of that stuff only like things that you can mine like if you like the the iron ores gold gems if you have food placed anywhere whoever you invite to the valley can take the food and eat it or just take it with them whatever they want to do uh if both of you have the expansion pack you can also drop and pick up 
things like the dinglehopper and the bow and okay. you know, the oar and all, like those little like glowing cubes and all that stuff, like the time bending tools that you need to advance in the game. So somebody figured out that in multiplayer, there is a dynamic that is, it's kind of a, I don't know if it's like a glitch. It's more of an exploit. It's not really a glitch because it's working the way that it should. It's more of an exploit. But what's happening is people are going, let's say you and I, Mel, are are visiting each other's valley, right? Right. You'll be player one. I will be player two. The way that this works is you open up your valley for visits. I visit your valley as player two. We both save our game as soon as we enter your valley so that we have like what we need. <clears throat> and then I drop all my inventory. And let's say that I have like 10 dingle hoppers and 10 bows and uh, like every other slot is just like gems or diamonds or gold or whatever you, you want to say, right? I mm-hmm. just drop my entire inventory worth of stuff. You pick all of that up and then save your game. And then kill the game completely. Don't exit. Don't save again after that. Just end the game. Force close. And after that, not only do I have full inventory of everything, but you have a full inventory of everything that I dropped as well. So people are exploiting the save when you visit people's valleys as a duplication glitch for everything that you can get in the game. Do I want to say it's an exploit? Maybe it's a little hidden Easter egg because Vanellope is there. I don't know. I would say run with that. <laughs> you know what? Whatever. It's not, it's not harming Disney. You can't buy them. So keep going. <laughs> does there... Okay. So does is there any harm that comes out of this is what I'm wondering now. So I'm glad you asked that. Okay. <laughs> Before I answer that question... Andrew, where do you stand on, like, what's your initial thought on this exploit? Take advantage of it until they patch it. Okay, so before I answer your question, Mel, the expansion pack has had a handful of glitches, right? There have been some bugs. There was one that I 100% took advantage of that I didn't even know was happening until somebody pointed it out because I thought it was just weird that it was happening. Then I saw somebody on YouTube talk about it because I searched for it. Like I was wondering what was happening. And the glitch was that if you were on Eternity Isle, one of the tasks that you can do to get the, it's not a dream light. It's, um, what do you remember what it's called on, Eter- on Eternity Isle? Mist. Mist, thank you. One of the tasks that you can do to get more mist is hang out for five minutes with a character. And so it's random. It's like Eve or Gaston or whoever like the character is. And the glitch was that if you hung out with them for five minutes and you like cashed in the the stardust for that one and you just sat there every five minutes, you would randomly be awarded one of the other tasks that was available. You didn't have to do it. It just every five minutes, it would just grant you one of those randomly. Okay. Now that one's been patched. Like right. I found out about it like three days before it got patched. So I was able to take a little bit of advantage. And so I was able to open up some of the other areas uh, on Eternity Isle. 
But that one was definitely one that I wanted to take advantage of because I didn't have to sit there and like, you know, go out and find mist using the time bending tool. Okay, so in answer to your question, the Dreamlight Valley community is super torn on this one, right? Because there's a lot of really cool things that you can craft and there's a lot of cool things that you can make or assign like creating the manuals to make everyone a time bender. If let's say I had like, like I said, I have three of the bows right now, three oars and three dingle hoppers. But if we did this duplication glitch, it will take 10 to 11 turns before we have a thousand of them each. If we just went in with like 10 or something like that and we just like ran like kept saving it within like 10 to 11, it would just duplicate like it would double and double and double and double. Right. Yeah. So there's people that are saying that the people that are using the glitch are at an advantage because they're just going to be able to breeze through the game. And for me, like I don't care. Right. Because if they're going right. to breeze through right. their game, they're the ones burning through the content. Like, I I don't care like what they there's do. no score for Dreamlight exactly. Valley. There's no like leaderboard that says like, all right, right, you're in first place. So who cares? Kind of. Kind of. So I'm glad you said that. So somebody brought that up. And because of the dream snaps, people are saying that what this is going to do is it's going to put people that can create more iron ores and more gold to craft everything to like you know have everything available to craft unlimited you know they're going to be at an advantage Wait. and i want to <laughs> give you my opinion i saw mel has a thought but i'll yeah. give you my opinion what's your thought on this one why are we complaining about advantages right now when a lot of us have been here since day one or not me but there's been a lot of people who've been playing who's had so many moonstones and whatnot and has taken advantage of that before it became, you know, released to the public. Well, I think that what, what's the yeah, point? That's what the people <laughs> well, that's what the people are mad about is I've played from day one and Who I cares? only have seventeen thousand this and bloody bloody blue where <laughs> this guy started and all he's doing is going to a friend's place and getting a bunch of iron and I'm mad yeah. about it. I mean, I, I expect it to help friends. What? There's no harm. Yeah. <laughs> and so it's funny that you say that because the first thing that I thought about when I found this, this like this exploit, I'm calling it an exploit because it's straight up an exploit. Yep. My initial thought was, you know, if we continue to build our gaming community on Discord, at some point there's going to be some people in there that are going to be coming in late into the game they're not going to have the advantage and some of it gets frustrating. Yeah. Right. I can tell you that I have the privilege of being able to play a little bit more than other people do. And since the game launched, I could tell you I've clocked in like a good three to 400 hours, you know, at least an hour and a half, two hours, sometimes a day. So I, I mean, I have the opportunity to play way more than other people do. And I don't even do, like, I don't even make content full-time for Dreamlight Valley. But the times that I've played, I've been recording the content because I eventually would like to put it up on YouTube. So uh, I've clocked in quite a bit on them, especially now that I have the second account that I was just playing through just for the fun of it, right? Just to not worry about the content. It was just kind of like playing through. 
But the idea that I had was very similar to what happened with Animal Crossing. Like I, I could tell you that there came a point in Animal Crossing where, you know, you want to collect as much stuff as possible. You want to be able to decorate. You want to be able to, you know, go and make your island look nice. And there are people that have been playing for a year or two or longer, whatever the case was, that have collected multiples, like duplicates and different colors and like different like color schemes or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like I know I had you help me out. I had uh, our, our friend FGP squad member Anitza. She had a bunch of duplicate stuff when I first started that she just gave me at the beginning as well. Uh, that helped me decorate my island. Uh, And then there came a point where I I went turnip crazy and I was just buying massive amounts of turnips. And like I had joined a couple of discords where people were posting the price that their Mm -hmm. turnips were selling for. And I was always looking for those like like 400 plus like sale prices. And so I would make multiple trips to their island, hand them down like a couple rows of bags of, of, you know, cash and then I would end up with a billion, like, I was going to call them moonstones. Uh, <laughs> like, I don't even remember what the currency is. Is Money. it leaves? Whatever it is Coins. in Animal Crossing. Coins? Coin, yeah, whatever it is. Bells. The point is, <laughs> bells, thank you. Thank you. The point is that there's a lot of games that have very similar exploits, right? And so a lot of the community helps each other out and you, you know, you use what you have. You can create new things. You can give your duplicates, whatever. My only issue with this, and it was an issue that I had with Animal Crossing as well, are the people that try to take advantage and will duplicate a bunch of stuff and then be like, hey, I'll sell you this time-bending manual for... Thirty dollars, real world. Let's just PayPal me, you know. And there's people that do that. Like it's, it like when when the exploit is just so easy that you could just literally just go in and duplicate it. The ones that are taking advantage of people that don't understand it, or like younger people, you know, like like kids that don't know or something. Uh, that's where I have a problem with it. Outside of that, like. I planned on creating a section in our discord at some point, if we could make this happen for us, where if somebody was new and they were like, Hey guys, I, I need dream light to unlock the forgotten lands. And I don't have all that much time to play. We could use the exploit to give them a whole bunch of dream shards that they could convert to dream light. And then they can open the forgotten lands. You know what I mean? Or mm-hmm. uh, I don't have pumpkin seeds. I want to be a, a the pumpkin king or queen of my own valley. And then you can go and give them a whole bunch of pumpkin seeds to get them started. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I at some point I plan on doing that on our Discord. You know, once we get more players. So in general, if the exploit works for you because you don't have a lot of time to play, then use it. Yeah. Like if you have somebody that you can use it just to help you continue to enjoy the game, do it. I will warn you though, I can pinpoint the moment that Animal Crossing started to get less interesting to me is when I started collecting stuff from other people that way. When I got to the point where I had all the colors of stuff and um, maybe like a month or two before I really like stopped playing. Mm-hmm. Uh, somebody told me about the treasure islands that people had where they would just 
dump a, bo- a whole bunch of stuff and you could just go and like massively load on everything that like the limit of whatever you like however many things you could hold at once that's kind of where the game stopped being interesting to me because at that point they like you didn't have to grind for anything you didn't have to do anything right so right. after i did that like a couple of times i thought there's no point if i keep doing this so i stopped doing it uh, to collect everything and then i gave away a bunch of the stuff that i ended up getting but uh for this one you know i don't see a problem with it uh, no, i'd love to hear all. everybody's thoughts on it you know i'd love to hear people's thoughts on it because the main concern was the the leaderboard situation right and so uh, I know you asked that uh, earlier, Andrew. There kind of is a leaderboard because if you think about it, Dream Snaps is a leaderboard. The more votes you get, the higher you rank, the more Moonstones you get. So the argument people are posting about this advantage is that you're going to be able to create limitless amounts of these things that you can craft to uh, to either craft and make to design to decorate or to give yourself an infinite money exploit so that you can buy whatever you want from Scrooge. One, Scrooge has garbage. Like Scrooge never has anything good anymore. So (laughs) I wouldn't worry about it there. (laughs) Two, if there's anything I've learned from being a photographer in all the years that I did photography is that you can have all the greatest gear. You can have the greatest equipment, but if you don't know the basics of how to, you know, shoot or compose or anything, it's going to look like crap. Exactly. So it doesn't matter if you have everything available to you. They could unlock everything tomorrow. And if you had everything available, it's not going to make you a better designer. It takes practice. Honestly, I've given votes to photos that don't have everything. Because you don't have to have everything. You could just have like a few pieces or whatever. You could have the most basic one. I'll still give you a vote because I like the way it was, you know, the composition or how it was laid out or whatever. It doesn't necessarily yeah. mean like the most expensive stuff is going to be like the best. Nah, just have fun. Plus, those people may have just started playing because yeah. they got it for Christmas or something, right? Right. So. Yep they're obviously not going to have all the stuff that some of us that have been playing for over a year are going to have in the game. So I don't know. I feel like it kind of levels the playing field a little bit. If you're willing to do, you know, if you're willing to find people obviously to help you do it, because you do have to find somebody that has the resources that you need to help Mm -hmm. you do it. But if you're the type of player that doesn't play all that often but wants to enjoy, you know, crafting or doing the stories without having the hours and hours to grind through the game. Because let's face it, there's a lot of like, like time consumed in grinding, like mining and farming and like fishing and everything to advance in the game. If you just want to be able to enjoy the game without having to like invest all those hours do it keep enjoying the game do what you gotta do to like keep your sanity right yep does it put you at a slight disadvantage some people will argue yes i think it's more of what you do with the stuff that you have like if you use the exploit and yeah you're a wonderful designer then yeah you're gonna be slightly at this like at an advantage than other people 
But just keep that in mind. If you have everything available to you, if they made everything available to us tomorrow because there was a glitch that unlocked everything, people's dream snaps are not all going to be like top tier. There's still going to be people that don't look great because they just don't know how to decorate or they, they haven't built that skill yet, you know? And if you're worried about that, then you work on your skills and you get better at it, right? That's, that's I, how we I learn. I don't know how else to say that. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I don't know if that came off mean or anything, but that's kind of where I stand on this one. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we all started with nothing and, you know, we just kept playing. Even though we didn't have anything, if we made, you know, just progress, that's that's the best thing you could do is just keep playing and you'll get there eventually. The end. Yeah. So I guess the next question is, do you want to try it and see if we can make it happen? Because yeah. I, I haven't had anybody <laughs> to try it with because you need to have the expansion. Uh, if you're willing to try it, yeah. I'm willing to try it. Yeah. And if we can make it happen, anyone out in the community, we have a game section on Discord. Let us know. It is cross-platform as long as you're not on PlayStation. PlayStation is the only one that requires you to play or do it with another PlayStation uh, player. But Xbox, Switch, PC, and that's it, right? That's all the other consoles that it's on? Yeah. Uh, our cross-platform. So, uh, yeah, let us know if you want to give it a shot or if you need some stuff. Hell, we might have some stuff in there that you need and we can yeah. get rid of and help you advance in your game. <laughs> so, there, there we go. Um, all right. Well, before we continue, I do want to remind you that this episode of Podcateers is brought to you by a fantastic group of listeners known as the FGP Squad, our podcast for your godparents because it's their support via Patreon that help make these episodes of Podcateers possible. If you want more information on how you can become part of the FGP Squad family, we invite you to check out podcateers.com slash FGP for more information. There you will find a link to our Patreon, uh, some of our top contributors, and a little bit about what the FGP Squad is all about. But being part of the FGP Squad family gets you some additional perks, like access to additional content that we've uploaded to Patreon, discount codes whenever we release new Podcateers gear, random giveaways, a special section of discord and more so if you have any questions please feel free to reach out to us we'll be happy to answer any questions that you might have and of course to all of the members of the fgp squad we just want to send a huge thank you for your continued support oh wait, 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 uh, wait hold, on, hold on hold on hold on before that i gotta give you some more ikea furniture um <laughs> oh no we're back to this <laughs> plat platlands Bar cast. Uh, what are these? Blood, by the way? B- these are all lights. Oh. Blood Vingod. Blood Vingod is. Oh, a that's a vampire. Light. I that's was going to say. No, that's, that that's a vampire. Like a vampire. It's, a, it's a turtle <laughs> night a light. No, nope, uh, it's a vampire. We're agree. We we well, outnumbered you on this one. It's a vampire. <laughs> well, I'll show you the picture on ikea.com slash us slash cat lighting. <laughs> With a googly eyes, yes. Uh, I love up it. List. Oh, up list. There's lots of up. Hosta well, while you continue, hog. while you continue Hosta looking for hog. vampire turtles on IKEA.com, uh, hashtag not sponsored. I want to talk Europa. about some stuff happening in the parks. 
Mickey because D. Mouse. <laughs> obviously, not yet. Not yet. Oaken we'll be talking sand. about M- Mickey D. Mouse soon. Uh, that's a bookshelf, by the way. Uh, Oaken, mansion Oaken obviously sand? is closing. Or Mickey D. Oh, I see. Mickey, Mickey D. Mouse. Mouse yes. Anyway, Haunted Mansion so, is closing. Whatever. So, ha- Haunted Mansion is closing. <laughs> you know, this was already something that was talked about. We <clears> mentioned <throat> it uh, an episode or two ago. It's one. It's going down because Mansion Holiday needs to be taken down. But the biggest change that's coming is the area is getting reimagined so that there's a brand new queue. It's going to look way better if they do everything that's in the concept art. Oh, I hope uh, so. Because, you know, Disney does everything that they have in concept art. Um, yep. <clears throat> and they're adding the shop right outside of the mansion. It's going to be a Madame Leota shop. And, um, yeah, I I wasn't 100% on board with the shop uh, until, I think, Mel, you made the argument of, you know, making it weird and kind of giving it that like museum of the weird style twist to it uh and then i was like way on board like now i can't (laughs) wait to see what they're going to end up doing with the shop so i'm pretty excited about that but because they're closing the mansion obviously they want people to do other stuff you know because mansion is going to be closed for a big chunk of the year uh we're they're still working on the reimagining of splash mountain into tiana's bayou adventure uh, obviously, you still have Winnie the Pooh all the way down there, you know, if you want to really go deep into Critter Country. But what was the surprise that they talked about uh, for New Orleans Square to help with all of the people that will be going to New Orleans Square? <laughs> well, to help, because as you mentioned, unless you want to walk to uh, Winnie the Pooh, You've got just one attraction, one really good classic attraction that's just there. You know, we just, you know, ride in boats and whatnot. And then we go on an adventure. Pirates is going to be the only attraction practically in New Orleans Square that's going to be open. What was the brilliant idea? Let's put Pirates of the Caribbean on Genie Plus temporarily, which I don't know. (laughs) Lies. Anyways. It's just, it's almost like how, <laughs> why would you be, le- why would you want your guests to pay on one attraction that's a really good one and stop the flow of the line? Who do we talk to? Josh tomorrow? Like, what, what's going on? <laughs> what is going on? So that is the surprise. Um, I, I feel really bad. For those who are going to pay for this attraction, I don't think it should. And the reason I had that something in my throat is because I don't know if it'll be temporarily. Mm-mm-mm. No, yeah. no. They've put it temporarily on there in the past. I think as an operational like thing, I think it's a nightmare. Like everybody knows how like horrible that the pirates' lines can be. Yeah. Like just in general. And I think that with how the the queue is and where it spills out into, you know, New Orleans Square and stuff that it's just they could freaking use the Haunted Mansion queue and then have people walk over to the Pirates of the Caribbean, like depending on how long that can get, uh, because putting putting uh, 
lightning lane in there is gonna be really brilliant it's just gonna back it up i mean it does you see it with the mansion too it backs it up like nobody's business people mover attractions shouldn't have a lightning lane but and then rise of the resistance broke down oh yeah, yes light, rise of the resistance they, it <laughs> broke down um, so, so this is like a, an honest question i'm not you know trying to like start anything i'm not trying to be facetious or anything but sure has, sure like we we've talked about it in the past right that genie plus like you mentioned it just a couple minutes ago genie plus seems to back everything up do you think that it's just because they haven't necessarily figured out how to incorporate it properly or do you think it's like i hate to say it but do you think it's just a tactic to make money because before genie plus was introduced and before lightning lane and all that stuff we had the standard paper fast passes right and i was signed up for a like a touring plans account and i had like all these like sites and everything that you could use to to predict like crowd levels and uh like how long wait times were on attractions and let me tell you they were like pretty accurate on those sites like they had years and years of data that made it so much easier and so much more enjoyable because you could plan out a day like pretty much to the minute like that's how accurate these were and you would figure that disney would kind of incorporate some of that into the technology but like i in the few times that I've had an opportunity to use Lightning Lanes and Genie Plus, I especially I remember getting on the Spider-Man attraction in on Aven- in Avengers Campus. I felt like I waited way longer than the standard queue to get onto the attraction. It just feels like the more people that buy it, it's not helping. It's just making it worse altogether and Disney kind of knows that. Mhm. They they do. They they do. It's honestly it's like this I could see like there is an idea and stuff, but it hasn't been thought through like through every avenue or whatnot because I just this was the one thing that kind of bothered me like on my last few trips, like to see how to see the like how you had to either pay to you know, do your thing to go, you know, you don't have to wait in line, you'd come back. But the lines, you would see them and they would be pretty long. And it's been since then, it's been like a constant thing. So I wish there was a way where they'd be like, okay, switch it up. Or I mean, I don't know, I still don't understand why they decided to just take away um, not fast pass. Whatever. I can't think. Fast Pass Plus. Yes. Thank you. I was like, oh my gosh. My brain was like, stop. <laughs> um, yeah. That whole system worked. I mean, it worked. There was no problem. It's, yeah, you could add it onto your pass, but it worked. And I don't know. Like, they're trying, and I understand they want money and stuff, but it's like, at least give you know your guests a bone. Gosh, no pun intended, but um, I don't know. Like <clears throat> I don't know. It's just I'm confused. 
I am confused. I can answer. I can answer all of these questions Yay. pretty definitively. It's. I mean, it is a hundred percent about money. We know right. that everything the Walt Disney Company does is about money. They're a company that wants to make money and shareholders and blah 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 blah. But we also have this to blame uh, on uh, one Mister Robert Chapek. Um, this was a his baby thing. He's gonna. We're gonna squeeze all the money out of every person that we can. And who cares if the parks suffer for it? Like we're making our money. So even though Fast Pass, the original Fast Pass was a you know more nuanced system, a, a more uh, elegant system, I would say, when it comes to distributing people across the parks and keeping lines with, you know, also the the priority that fast pass had versus what genie plus and lightning lane have now are two different things um now because you have to pay for genie plus or you are pay the people that are paying for genie plus want a premium experience because they're shelling out 25 bucks 30 bucks a day whatever it is on the premium days they go why when i walk up the line i don't get to just walk straight in because, yeah, you're paying for it. You feel like, in you know, people can feel entitled because they're spending money on a thing. But then, you know, from what I've I've heard, you know, rumors and, you know, nobody knows what's for fact or not. But it's it's somewhere in the 10 to 15 groups of Lightning Lane people versus one group of standard Q people. And now that can, yeah, that, and that's a huge significance. Like on Spider-Man, just our last trip, we got in line and it said it was a 45 minute wait, standby. We ended up waiting an hour and 45 minutes. Oh my gosh. Um, Wow. And yeah, and it was just lightning late night. You know, I don't know if whoever was doing the thing was, they were told like, hey, the lightning lane thing was down, so everybody's going to be piling in here kind of thing. It was just a whole horrible situation to be in. But you see that in in these attractions that are built to have a high capacity, they, they you know, Haunted Mansion, Pirates of the Caribbean, it's a small world. Like, it's a small world, be- has, a, has a lightning lane, but... Not a ton of people use it. Um, so you can kind of see the lightning lane lines real short. And the small world line is typically 15 to 20 minutes, even with lightning lane, because it's it's an underused lightning lane. But if you do something like Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway, which is new, and it's a pretty high capacity ride. It's not as high as uh, Haunted Mansion or other beer, Little Mermaid. But that line can get crazy, especially at the top of the hour or the, the every 15 minutes when, when uh, lightning lane is available or whatever it is for those times where people pile in. It's, Oh, my thing clicked in right now. Big group of people. Um, So the, the company is kind of saddled with the, the decision that Chapek made because they spent all this money implementing this they they built the whole park ecosystem to function around this lightning lane and genie plus thing so they can't just backtrack and say hey we're going back to fast pass because they they don't want to look a fool 
and uh and say hey sorry this thing just isn't working out like it's made but the thing is it's working out great for the bottom line because it's just free money it's nothing yeah. you know there's no there's no physical product they have to provide for for these people it's just you know access to this section of the app that you're paying 25 bucks a person for so i mean there is the development cost in that but everybody knows you know if you've used that app it's horrendous still like it's it's not like the app is like the best app in the world so you know it's it, it all comes down to to money like in the end of the day that's usually what it's going to come down to when it comes to to the walt disney company i really do try to um uh take you know segment my brain when i think about disneyland versus the company because i have so many good fond memories of disneyland and then the companies all the time kind of makes me sad when it comes to this stuff and you know it's it's hard to uh you know (laughs) you gotta you you gotta do it if it's the place (laughs) that you enjoy going to i guess but listen that has been so much of what i've been thinking about the last couple of years right i I agree with you that there's a lot of things that make me feel the same. And this is, this is kind of one of them. I think it, for this in particular, I feel like the sting is harder because maybe you could, you know how they do the special SoCal price tickets for like one or three days or whatever. They have like the $87 Mm -hmm. tickets or whatever. Like it, a lot of that harbors a lot of goodwill you know, for people that, you know, haven't been feeling, you know, like great to go to the park or whatever, or, you know, the last time that they went, they had like a really bad experience. And for a lot of people that can't go to the park because prices are just skyrocketing, you know, it's a totally different time financially for people. You know, there's a lot of people that don't have passes anymore because they just can't afford it. You know, it's too expensive or they're not available. And, you know, it makes me think like when they had Fast Pass and Fast Pass Plus, there was way more people in the park and it was just so much more efficient. And now there's less people in the park and they can't get in it together. In theory. In theory. I don't know if I yeah, believe you're right. that. You're right. In theory, there's less people in the park. But if that's the case, if if we're going by what they are saying then there's less people in the park, right? If we're taking their word on this one, if there's less people in the park, then why can't they get it together like they had with Fast Pass and Fast Pass Plus? So, uh, I don't know. I feel like maybe a good solution for this would be for them to maybe, if it's temporary, maybe knock down the price to like 15 bucks or 20 bucks even. Like, it doesn't seem like a lot. But even a $5 discount on something like that type of service goes a long way with visitors. Give a free churro. It's the same price. Yeah. (laughs) There you go. You know, give everyone, you know, or if you're a pass holder, give everyone one free Genie Plus attraction per day or per visit. You know, like make it just a part of the pass. Like Mm -hmm. why? It doesn't cost them anything, right? But if you just kind of embed into the system that if you are a pass holder once per day or once per visit or whatever you get one free attraction that you don't have to pay for i think that would go a long way in harboring some goodwill with a lot of park guests definitely i mean it's 
it and it then you know does that thing of wet the whistle it's it's oh i'm getting used to this thing maybe i'll pay for it next time or whatever um but yeah it's you know i could go on and on but it's really genie plus has ruined a lot of what used to be fun about disneyland wait like you could you know even on days that are quote unquote less busy having the genie plus still makes those lines explode at certain times and it's it's really just you know i'm sure larry has more experience with this because he goes all the time but it really just is a completely different experience than five years ago which is yeah. you know sometimes a good thing sometimes a bad thing in the in this case in my opinion i think it's uh, not such a good thing this and the reservation system I know I don't know if I've talked about it on the podcast, but I know both of you have heard me talk about why the reservation system has been just a nightmare for me. But you know, yeah, it's stupid. They should get is, rid of it, it like they're doing in Disney World. Point. Yeah. Yes. Yes. All right. Well, we'd love to hear your thoughts on on all of this. Like, what do you think is a good solution outside of get rid of it? Right? Because I think we can all agree getting rid of it would be great but andrew's right on this one the company's making a lot of money on this and they're just not going to get rid of it because they've invested so much in the infrastructure and it would be something they would have to walk back and you know they would look you know foolish for investing all that stuff so they're not going to do that they're not going to get rid of it but what would be a change to disney plus or to disney plus a lot of it make it hulu <laughs> make um, it the hulu app <laughs> <laughs> what what's a change that you would like to see in genie plus or lightning lane that would maybe get you to use it a little bit more or what do you think would be a good benefit especially for magic key holders, for pass holders, you know, so to speak. So uh, join the conversation. We'd love to hear your thoughts. You can either leave a comment over on Instagram in the comment section for this post, uh, over on threads, or join us on Discord. We'd love to have you uh, as a part of the community there. All right, before we wrap up this episode, uh, we do want to talk about the, the big news that you know, yes it's the big news is i got more ikea bookshelf, things to talk about the bookshelf from ikea yes. that Andrew's Veskin, about to read off you only get three so make tough. them good oh make them good only three uh oh. I'll, I'll i'll even exclude the one that you just said right now but you got three R so make them good ragrund okay that's um, uh spaghetti sauce god morgan that's Thor, okay? I was going to say. Uh, God Morgan is a set of clear plastic bins with lids. Oh. No, that's um, Thor's and... little brother. <laughs> God Morgan. And uh, I don't know. Vilto. I give up now. I've only got three. <laughs> that's what you're ending At with? Jarn. Alt Jarn. That's better. That's better. Alt. And they have like little O above the A and the umlauts above the A, other A. Nice. Anyway, Alt Jarn. I'm going to find some better ones for the end. All right. But anyway, some some bookshelf news. Mickey yes, the Mouse. In some bookshelf. In bookshelf news, Mickey the Mouse, Minnie the Mouse, and Pete the Cat have all entered the public domain. Kind of. 
So some of you may have heard, you may have seen it on the news because it's been a really big topic of interest over the last couple of weeks that Mickey Mouse is entering the public domain. Uh, what they really mean is that the Steamboat Willie version of Mickey Mouse and Minnie and Steamboat Pete have entered the public domain. Now, this is something that Disney has fought in the past. There were laws that would limit how long a company could hold a copyright. And Disney has gone to fight to change the laws, you know, so that they could keep the copyright to Mickey a little bit longer to the point where uh, some people called it the Mickey Mouse law or the Mickey Mouse uh, copyright law. Um, now, before... So, so what does this mean exactly? It means that if you decide that you want to take Steamboat Willie, essentially you have to kind of use like Steamboat Willie in, in its entirety with the hat, the shape of Mickey as Steamboat Willie. You can't put gloves on him. You can't change the visual of what Steamboat Willie looks like because then the Disney company could argue that you're using Mickey Mouse because remember they still own a trademark for Mickey Mouse and trademark and right. copyright are different. You could still get into a lot of trouble for breaking trademark. But if you want to get like Steamboat Willie in that very famous picture, you know, where he's like turning the wheel and stuff and whistling from the cartoon, you could put it on a t-shirt. You know, you could do, you know, whatever you want. You put it on a mug, you could put it on a hat, you could do whatever you want. Uh, it is public domain, you know, and it, it's just free to use at this point. Uh, there are a lot of people that are already making a horror Mickey video game. This is very similar to what happened when Winnie the Pooh went into the public domain and we got Winnie the Pooh Blood and Honey. Uh, in the <laughs> same vein, we're going to be getting uh, a two- Mickey Mouse or Steamboat Willie horror films and one video game. And it took those companies less than 12 hours to make their announcements on January 1st that they were coming as soon as Steamboat Willie entered the public domain. What does that mean I for us? I think I found a second oh. video game too. <laughs> uh, there's a second one now too? I think so. Oh, man. So what does that mean for us? That means I'm sending a bunch of Steamboat Willie stickers out to the FGP squad. What's up? Hey. Sending decals out. So if you want a Steamboat Willie decal, uh, I don't know if I'm going to have different colors. I don't know what we have available. But, uh, yeah, I'm going to be sending out some Steamboat Willie stickers or yeah. decals for the FGP squad. Yay. <laughs> um, yeah, be careful. Because, again, trademark is still a thing. You can't really change it. You can't... Uh, I mean, I guess you can take screenshots from the actual cartoon itself and do stuff with that. But there's not much more. Any changes that you make, like make the eyes look closer to either the current Mickey or pie-eyed Mickey or anything like that, you're going to get in trouble because... Yep. Everything else is still copywritten. Like, it's only the Steamboat Willie version of Mickey that has entered the public domain. The same with that version of Minnie. The same with Steamboat Pete. 
But yeah, I think we're going to be getting a whole bunch more of these horror films and yep. uh, video <laughs> games because, you know, it's something that people have wanted to do but couldn't without getting into a lot of trouble before. And now they can. Yep. The internet doesn't wait. They, nope, they don't wait. <laughs> I was kind of interested, like, you know, I was up and I'm like, what's going to happen? Like, let me just see. I don't know. I just know it's, it's going to be in public domain. Woo, the internet. All right. So you have not just an announcement of, you know, video games, movies, memes, even Bitcoin, but I'm going to send you guys the link because there is a Mickey, Steamboat Willie Mickey, but I don't know how they're going to like, I don't know how long it's going to stay as it is because he's got gloves and a lot of people are forgetting you cannot use the gloves. You shouldn't mm-hmm. be using the gloves. Um, but yeah, take a look <laughs> at it at the NFT. <laughs> Which I'm reading, there's only like 2,000. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't care for them. But um, so many different things. So many. Uh, oh, I had seen them, the whole cartoon on Instagram. As one of the reels, someone had just posted the entire cartoon. Like, people did oh. not wait. <laughs> you want to know what's funny? Uh, I was talking to somebody about that specifically. And they said, you know, you can upload the Steamboat Willie cartoon to yeah. the Podcateers YouTube account and just premiere it and just let it play for 24 hours straight. Uh, and I thought, you know what? It's They do it on the main at the Main Street Cinema. I guess I Rhino? can totally do that now, right? You can do Steamboat <laughs> Willie and you can do Plain Crazy. Yep. Those are the two that you can use. Boom. Those are the two from 1928. Yep. Uh, this one looks pretty cool, though, this NFT. It does, but I was like, oh, you're kind of too close because look what's behind it. Yeah. I'm like, that's too close to parks. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they're they're already, they're instantly going to lose on this one because <clears throat> one, uh, the face has way more structure than mm-hmm. the Steamboat Willie one does. Two, he's got the red pants on, the red knickers, mm-hmm. so to speak. That was not mm-hmm. uh, a trait of Steamboat Willie. Uh, the hat you could get away with, but again, pie-eyed Mickey, you cannot change the eyes. Like they just have to be like the dollops, right? The big ovals, like they can't be yep. pie-eyed. They can't have like the dual ovals. And obviously, like you mentioned, Mel, it's got the gloves on. That's like the big like giveaway that it's closer to newer Mickey than it is to older Mickey. It does mm-hmm. have this really cool steampunk look to it, though. It does. I do appreciate this that. This is like, obviously AI art. Of course. Like, yeah. This is like 100%. the most AI art I've ever seen. Yeah. Of course. But it's way better than the Disney um, <laughs> Thanksgiving one. <laughs> I'm sorry to say. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I forgot about that. I forgot about that. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, this, this wouldn't make it very far. This is going to get, you know, like Disney's going to be on this one. It's just too close to it. But, yeah, I mean, I guess I'll upload it. Other people have probably already done it, and it's so? already on there. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, expect some decals or stickers or something because we're, you know, why not? It's Because we cool. can. 
Yeah. <laughs> you know, there's a there's this big argument uh, that I've seen online about this where people are saying, yeah, take Steamboat Willie. Well, they're actually saying take Mickey Mouse, uh, not understanding the difference between Steamboat Willie and Mickey Mouse and what they can and can't use. But a bunch of people are saying, you know, yeah, take Mickey Mouse, make a whole bunch of money now that it's public domain because Walt Disney himself made his fortune on public domain works. Your thoughts on that? Ooh. Um, uh, well, I mean, who can't just take public domain work and not do it for themselves? That's the whole point of public domain. I, I know people are, there's some people who are upset, like, they've been wanting to do something to just be like, I guess they want to just throw it back into Disney's face. That's the best way I could describe it. I'm like, I can't say any. <laughs> no, I mean, li- listen, there's a lot of people that have that sentiment. Like, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Like, they weren't they weren't as nice as, as you were. Like, no. they had some choice words to say about that. But yeah. you're right. That's kind of how people feel, right? This is kind of like them sticking it to Disney for mm-hmm. all the years that, you know, Disney, you know, made money off of us. Uh, Andrew, what are your thoughts on that particular comment? Yeah, why not? I mean, it's, you know, it's going to be hard. You have to be careful. And I really, you know, caution anybody to really look into make sure you're doing what you're doing is not going to get you a copyright strike uh, or a trademark strike that is as well from Mickey Mouse. Uh, but hey, if it's in the public domain, do whatever the heck you want with it. Maybe I'll write a Steamboat Willie musical or something. You could do whatever you Please want. Please do that. I mean, if if you really think, you By know, Steamboat you and Willie, Lin-Manuel Miranda. Exactly. <laughs> hey, ho, it's a Mickey Mouse, yo, and we're going to do the, 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 Anyway, um, but yeah, so just just be careful. But yeah, mine is, you know, if you, you know, so Steamboat Willie, if people don't know, is like already a play on another thing. So there is um, a song, I believe is called Steamboat Bill. Mm-hmm. Um, another Bill. Yeah, there's another Bill. Steamboat <laughs> Bill, Bill is Bill, a song, Bill. a 1910 song. And then um, in the same year that Steamboat Willie came out, there was also a Buster Keaton movie called Steamboat Bill Jr. Um, and it's, you know, a comedy, uh, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so Steamboat Willie is kind of like a pl- already like a play on other things that aren't, you know, because that, that, that's what cartoons were. Like, parodies. you know, in comics and things, it's it's just like, yeah, parodies and things. So that's just kind of what they were at the time. But yeah, you know, Mickey Mouse is now just like, you know, uh, you know, King Arthur and Sherlock Holmes and and whatever. You can do whatever you want with it. Just but the caveat is like the Walt Disney Company is still around. And if they don't like what you're doing they're going to sick their lawyers after you. But this, you know, bigger companies can now just put a picture of Steamboat Willie on their Oreos or whatever, and can't they can't do anything about it. There's just going to be all this. I'm just waiting for the, you know, grocery store to be full of Steamboat Willie 
things that they just plant a sticker on. You know, it's the Steamboat Willie cucumber <laughs> or whatever. You, you know, it's like the Donald Duck orange juice, Steamboat Willie this. You can just put it on whatever you want if if that's how it works. If you just take the screen grab from the, you know, original thing. And there's and a just lot like, of screen All right. grabs. Mm-hmm. You're just sticking it. I'm sticking Steamboat Willie on Uncrustables now. Yeah. These are the Steamboat Willie Uncrustables, mm-hmm. you know, because they can. It's you can you can you can put a picture of uh, you know, Sherlock Holmes on whatever you want. Now you can put a picture of Steamboat Willie on whatever you want, I guess. Yeah. Uh so the other character that's entering public domain uh, is Tigger. He is also another one that will be available to use. Now, here's the here's the thing. Uh, for that particular comment about people, you know, sticking it to Disney and all that stuff, I landed very similar to kind of where my argument with the exploit for Dreamlight Valley landed, right? Mm-hmm. Just because you have it available doesn't mean you're going to produce something that's great, you know, like Pooh, Love, yeah. and Honey, or Murder and Honey, or whatever it's called. Uh, Blood, Blood and Honey. And honey. Uh, that That is a perfect example, right? It's not... Mm-hmm. It, it is what it is. It's out there in the ether. And now we're going to be getting something similar with Steamboat Willie. A couple of films, uh, according to uh, our breaking news earlier, uh, and video games, right? But for all these items that have been in public domain, like little mermaid and, you know, Peter Pan and like all of these stories that have been in the public domain at any point you could have used them. Right. The only thing that was copywritten are the Disney versions of those characters. So this particular drawing style and the, the characters that the Disney company came in with, those were the ones that were off limits, but the drawings from the books themselves or however you imagine them to look as part of those stories, the characters themselves, you could make them. You they were mm-hmm. available to use, right? Yeah. But and and we kind of saw that. There was always, you know, spin-offs. Like you would go into the Target or like the Walmart bargain bins and you see like the two dollar DVD with like um flying boy on carpet from the oasis you know for a dollar you know or i don't know uh what's another one flying boy with fairy fighting pirates on island you know and they were always like a buck or two so anybody could use them it just wasn't the disney versions that you could use steamboat willie's a little bit different obviously because the character itself, you know, Steamboat Willie is now in the public domain. So it can be used. It can be, you know, used to produce whatever you want as long as you don't change them to look like modern Mickey in any way. So I'm sure that 2024, like Andrew said, is going to be the year that we see Steamboat Willie on everything. Um, I, I... I'm kind of curious to see how often we see Steamboat Willie on stuff. Uh, we're going to see like tire centers opening up, like Steamboat Willie's Tire Centers, Steamboat Willie's Boat Buffing Service, Steamboat Willie's, yeah. I don't know, like lawn services. 
like everything, all kinds of services, yeah, everything <laughs> available. Um, I do want to re, re uh, uh, correct myself. I'm just doing some research on public domain, and I did say plain crazy, but apparently, even though that was uh, filmed in 1928, the the copyright was not filed until 19 and released in 1928, but the copyright wasn't filed until 1929. Mm-hmm. So that will not. Oh, so that's so next it's only year. Steamboat Willie. Yeah, Plain Crazy and the Galp and Gaucho will be uh, next year. Gotcha. Well, uh, that's that, at least we could still upload Steamboat Willie and just let that play premiere on the Podcateers yeah. YouTube channel. <laughs> we'll make our own little uh, Main Street cinema out of that. So, uh, either yeah, way, another thing that's going into public domain is you know you brought up Peter Pan, but there have been multiple iterations of Peter Pan that. Um, were in public domain, but the main one that I believe the Disney film is actually based on is now in public domain. The book, anyway, not the Disney Peter Pan. That's Peter and Wendy, right? That, no, it's a Peter Pan or the boy who didn't grow up. It's a, it's um, I, there's multiple Peter Pan books by J. M. Barry at a play and all this stuff. So I'm just looking up uh different 2024 public domain stuff. There's some Charlie Chaplin things. Um, there's, yeah, there's just a bunch of other stuff. Look it up. It's kind of interesting to see, uh, what's going, uh, in the public domain now. Nice. <clears throat> yeah. Um, it'll be interesting to see what, what people come up with. Cause I think the part of like Tigger entering public domain is like, isn't the house on Pooh corner also entering? Yes. The like, house on Pooh corner. Yep. That's yeah. the debut of Tigger. That's a great song, by the way. It's one of my like it, it was a song we used to sing for our kids when they would go to sleep. The Kenny Loggins, Aww. like House on Pooh Corner. Great song, man. Love it. All right. Well, uh, FGP Squad, uh, for to celebrate, I guess, Steamboat Willie entering public domain, we're going to be sending out some stickers, some decals. So expect those sometime soon. I need to I need to work on getting those made and sending them out. But hey, we can now, so we will. We'll, we'll we're celebrating, you know, Steamboat Willie entering public domain. We'll have a, a viewing of Steamboat Willie. <laughs> you know what's <laughs> what, what's great about this is that <clears throat> it, it's kind of great and it's kind of not great. Um, the biggest problem, the the first thing that actually came to my head was. For those of you that have been following us for a while or know that we have fundraising efforts throughout the year, know that we based our team name off of Steamboat Willie. It our name is Teamboat Willie, right? That's our that's our fundraising team. And the first thing that came into my head originally was, "Oh man, I'm going to be able to create a Teamboat Willie shirt with Steamboat Willie on it." And the only problem that I see with that, and this is probably like a question that we'd have to ask a lawyer or something, is that although Steamboat Willie is in the public domain, part of the trademark and like part of the rules is that you can't use the item in a way that makes somebody like a consumer think that it's coming from that company. Right. Like you can't market something in a way that makes it seem like, oh, that's a Disney company thing right there. So I'm not 100 percent sure if we could just like put Steamboat Willie on a Teamboat Willie shirt. 
uh, which is why originally in the logo we ended up using just like half of the of the wheel. But I'm going to look into that a little bit more because it'd be pretty awesome if we could have Team Boat Willie shirts with Steamboat Willie on there. Yeah. It also makes me think of the, you know, at the fair or carnival and they have all the knockoff character rides. Yeah. At the fair. Now they can just have Steamboat Willie ride at the fair. Water ride. You know, (laughs) weird, bad, airbrushed art of Steamboat. You know, they already have it, you know, (laughs) with no copyright, but they could do it and that wouldn't wouldn't, uh, uh, get them in trouble. That's true. And Winnie the Pooh and Peter Pan, I guess. But yeah, their and Tigger too. And Tigger too. <laughs> Good one. And Tigger too. <laughs> All right. Well, that's going to wrap it up. I think for this episode, we'd love to hear your thoughts on what you think Steamboat Willie's going to end up on, because obviously it's going to be a bunch of crazy things. So far, the count on horror movies is two, and at least one video game, maybe two. Oh, I found two. The other one's called Mouse. Oh, that one like was Cuphead, released before. But with Mickey Mouse. Yeah, I saw that one too, but I didn't know if that one was associated. My brother sent me that one a few weeks ago. I guess That's if it's Fumi Games. Yeah, if it's also Steamboat Willie, well then okay, there you go. Yeah. So, let's do let's do this. Let's have a guess how many how many spin-off films or games do you think we're going to end up with by the end of 2024 involving Steamboat Willie? Mm. I, I'm aiming low. I'm going to say 25. You, you think that's low? I was going to say six. Oh, okay. I think, I think that the, the steam, as it were, is it's it's gonna lose its sting after the first little bit. These people wanted to be the first, and they're gonna be like, "Haha, we did it!" And then nobody's gonna care anymore. Oh, yeah. but then there's Halloween. Yeah, That's but true. but if this is just just we're just saying like films and video yeah. games and like media content. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna just really lowball it and say six. Okay, I'm close to you, Andrew. I had eight as my guess. Because <laughs> Not sure why you're is right. Twenty five. Well, I mean, the thing is that the excitement's there right now, right? But yeah. you have to take into right. consideration that making the content can take a really long time. So if the game, like one of the games, I remember Mouse, I think that's a 2025 release. Correct. That's what I'm seeing. Yeah. Here. So if that's the case, that means it really won't be out until next year. I know that, uh, what was it called? Annihilation 88 or something? Or what was the other one called? <laughs> Yeah, I don't remember. It's <laughs> called. I had it aneurysm up. eighty-eight um, or what was it? No, it's called In- infestation. Infestation. There you go. <laughs> I don't know where I got the other titles from, but uh, you have to imagine that you they couldn't start filming these legally until January first, right? So unless they were trying to get around that, these productions. I'm almost positive that there's going to be some that are going to be rushed to market and they're going to just be hot garbage, right? Because they just want the shock value of Steamboat Willie doing, you know, these horrible things. Like that's what that's what these films are about. That's what it was with Winnie the Pooh. That's what these Steamboat Willie ones are are going to be about. But they they still take time, you know, to film them, to edit them and to release them and figuring out how you're going to put them out into the world. So I don't think we're going to see more than, you know, 
eight to ten, if that. Maybe some shorts. Maybe some like you know, like shorter cartoons or something. Uh, we'll see. Th- those are our guesses. Uh, we'd love to hear how many you think are going to end up there. Um, watch Mel just blow us out of the water, and there's like. 25 of them like by the 40s, end of the year 47 <laughs> right right prove me wrong please <laughs> so all right that's it that is going to wrap up this episode again we'd love for you to join the conversation over on discord if you haven't had an opportunity to join us yet it is really easy to join and free obviously just head on over to podcasters.com slash links there you will find a link to our latest episode a link to the Quizneyland playlist uh, if we're doing any fundraising, you'll also see our links to whatever we're fundraising for there, a link to our YouTube channel, a link to Larry's YouTube channel, Goofy Guys Adventures. Make sure that you're subscribed. Uh, and follow Larry on uh, Instagram as well, Goofy Guys Adventures, if you're not yet following him. Uh, so you can get alerts whenever he goes live from the parks. He's usually there you know, two to three times a week, uh, just enjoying the park as best he can. So... That's it. That's going to wrap it up. Until next time, keep dreaming, keep moving forward, and always remember to pass on the magic. Have a fantastic week, everyone. Bye. Torn Vinken, Rasholt, Jereyud, Rimmed Forsa, Nissafors, Rissator. Part of the Podcateers Network.